Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And dude, let's do a double clap to signify the start of an episode, right? We always used to do that in the studio, man. Damn, it's been a while, huh? Wow. Anyway, we didn't have to run video for this episode. We did not, but Big Crispy's back, man. I severed the Thomas J. flow, the Thomas Jefferson flow, and I got the freshest lineup you've ever seen in your life, so if you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry you don't get to witness this, but I'm back, man. I feel great. feel much different, honestly. I feel like I look like a totally new human, but I'm pumped about it. Anyway, let's fast forward here. So two weeks ago, we discussed my marathon preparation for the Louisiana Marathon. And a lot of the videos I consume on YouTube, for the most part, are race recaps, fitness recaps, fitness videos, stuff about ultra marathons. And there are super, super, super helpful videos that describe the experience at certain marathons. And the Louisiana Marathon does not have a proper race recap video at least not one that's updated and so i figured i'd do my boy pat fellows a little bit of a favor here for anyone who wants to go race come look at this video man at the start of this we'll just discuss my performance what the race was like for me and then lexi we'll create a time stamp at some point in the description where i strictly talk about the course and the race itself cool but knowing me, I'm ADHD brain, so I'll probably bounce around a bunch. Anyway, so starting off, Sunday, March 7th, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning. I took two Nutribio caffeine pills, and I had two hotel coffees, which as a runner, you know, you got to clear that old system. Then at 6.20, we got to our corrals in downtown Baton Rouge, and... It was right downtown, right in front of the Capitol building. And there were already runners there. And it was super cold. Very cold. I was wearing shorts. And uh, there was already a bunch of runners there. And I was nervous. I was like, yo, is it going to be for this cold the whole time? I'm like, oh my God. It might have been like high 30s, low 40s. But eventually, as the sun came up, it got much warmer. And the weather was legitimately perfect for a marathon like actually perfect I think I might have ended when I ended the race I think it was probably like 59 degrees and sunny or 60 degrees and sunny literally the sweet spot it was awesome perfect now I was running that GDP fit kimono which we'll talk about later new joints we actually won't even talk about it I have a brand new awesome box that I'm looking at right now of the freshest dry fits you've ever seen in your life. And if you're into any sort of endurance training where you're going to sweat or lifting, literally perfect. The shirts are awesome. I'm pumped about them and they look fresh. Anyway, so 6.20, get to the crowds. 7.05, we started the race. And I always, you know, I may watch too many movies, but I always was under the impression that they fire off the gun, you know, like, boom, go run. It was not like that whatsoever. They were pretty much just like, go, 
And so I was in the D corral and so there were like three groups of people who started before us and they break up corrals based on your expected marathon finishing time. And I probably should have bumped myself up one, one or two corrals, but I don't know, honestly. So race starts, gun goes, and we start going through downtown Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And for the first mile, you know, you're kind of surrounded by a bunch of people, but after that first mile breaks open a little bit. And, uh, you know, as the race goes on, people spread more and more out because people are dropping back. People are going forward. You know what I'm saying? The math works. E equals MC squared. Einstein. You feel me? So, mile two, I got absolutely smacked with an abdominal cramp. Literally. Smacked. And you can follow the, all this on the Bochy Bolt Instagram page because I documented it all. But right below my rib, I got a ripping cramp. Like a ripping cramp. And I had never dealt with this in training. And I'm still trying to figure out why this happened because... And I'm still getting the same cramp while I'm running right now. Because I didn't change any of the variables really in the pre-race, night before, anything. And so I don't know why it happened, but that was kind of the story to the, of the race was mile two through 26.2. I was running with actually one of the worst abdominal cramps I've ever had in my life. Like, re, and it's the thing is, it's really mental. So, you know, if you have an injury or some sort of something that's not feeling right early on in the race, you're like, whoa, I want to be living with this thing for a long time. And so you know, you want to pull back, but like your mind is telling you, you know, you should take it a little bit easy. But at the same time, it's like, no, you've done all this training. You got to show up, you got to go perform. And, uh, I, yeah, I, that was the name of the game for my race is I had a terrible, terrible cramp the entire time. And I'm thinking if I can improve that cramp, I can, I can do some serious damage out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was not performing at my best, and I performed a lot better than I I anticipated. Anyway, my mother, Bix, and my Glonty were with us. And so, as I was saying, during my training, I use a an endurance drink called G1M Sport by this supplement company called Bear Performance Nutrition. And I was worried that COVID protocol, all that, I wasn't going to be able to actually place the drink on the course, but I gave it to my mom, Jack and Carl and mile eight, mile 14, mile 20, they were posted up with the G1M sport. The fact that they were at eight, 14 and 20 was incredibly beneficial, not just because they gave me the drink, but mentally it helps you break up the run. So it's like, okay, I'm going to eat that first eight miles and then I'm going to see them. Then I'm going to eat another six and I'm going to see them. Then I'm going to eat another six. Then I'm going to see them. That's how you kind of, when you run these long distances, you got to break it up with these little micro goals. Now, after eight and 14, when I drank the G1M at eight, scooped it, my stomach turned into an absolute slosh pit, like going crazy. Like my stomach felt like a water bottle almost. It was just really bad. And I... 
I attest that to the fact that I didn't actually bring the G1M scooper, you know, like the little plastic scooper that they have in supplement bottles. I was using a hotel plastic spoon to put all my supplements in the bottle. So in turn, I don't even really, I didn't exactly calculate how much I put in, but I probably put too much in. I'd use about five tablespoons, six tablespoons of the G1M Sport. And then again, my stomach just turned into an absolute slosh pit. It made the cramps worse. And and so mile eight really fired up. But then I'm, so I'm approaching mile 14 and I'm like, okay, that G1M Sport kind of bodied me at eight. Should I drink it here? But I'm like, you know, I'd rather have functional legs and just deal with the terrible stomach problems than not have functional legs and deal with the terrible stomach problems. So I still drink it at 14. Then at 20, my stomach was going ballistic, literally going ballistic. It felt like a wave pool almost like I could hear the liquid sloshing around in my stomach. Cramps were going crazy. And uh, I pretty much took one sip and I dumped that thing on my head and I was out. That was it. See ya. Peace. Now, that's to say, my legs felt impeccable all day. The taper worked immaculately. Taper worked awesome. As I was saying, I got pretty bodied feet. I actually, I think I miscalculated it. I think I had said I have stress fractures. I believe I have plantar fasciitis, which is like, kind of like muscle pulls in the arch of your foot, but... I had, I had it pretty bad all day. I mean, but I was used to training with that. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Now the taper worked great. My legs felt so fresh, so good. You know, mile 11, my legs were just feeling like rockets. That was awesome. So, you know, next long distance, I will plan a taper pretty similar with a lot of cross training. Now, the only drawback to my legs was at 20 miles, and this is probably just a rookie mistake, but at 20 miles, I knew I was humming and making pretty good time. You know, I had looked down at a, when I was at half, and I was like, okay, I'm running like around an, a little below an eight-minute pace right now. If I can keep this up, I can eat around 3.30, I think. Like, that would be amazing. I remember looking down. And then at 20... I had kind of kept a consistent pace at 20. I was like, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, yo, lock in, lock in, lock in 20 to at 20, excuse me. I was like, okay, listen, if I, I can remain consistent from 20 to 23, I'll try to just increase my pace a little bit at from 23 to 26.2. And I might be able to get like a sub three. It was actually the opposite and it was a rookie mistake because I figured, you know, I could just tell my legs to start moving faster. But what happens is like you legitimately have zero gas left in the tank. Like I did at least. And I was trying to tell my legs to move faster, but my body legitimately could not move faster. Like maybe it could, but I couldn't signal to my legs to go, go, go. I was trying to tell them to go, but wouldn't go if that makes sense. So, shouts out to Patrick Fellows and the Fresh Junkie Racing Team for an incredibly, incredibly well-managed marathon. The entire city was shut down. 
We never had any interference with anyone outside. Spectators came out, were cheering people on pretty much throughout the entire course, which was pretty crazy to see because of COVID. And people were really excited. People were very excited. I think it was kind of because it was one of the first marathons, sizable marathons I know of since COVID started. People are excited to be out, excited to be out there early. And I love the branding that they did. The metal was sick. So the course was super flat, incredibly flat. As I had mentioned, there's that one hill at the 25th mile, which I actually ran the day before just so I could get a sense of it. And 25th mile, that hill's legit. I don't care what anyone says. That hill is legit. It's not super long, but you're thinking about it. The one thing they don't talk about is there are these little rolling hills right before the 25th mile. Like you're running through these neighborhoods the whole time with these these really shady trees. But right before the 25th mile, there are these little rolling hills that killed me. Super brutal. And uh, there's this like mini hill, I want to say like 23 or 24 miles right next to the school. You'll have to look it up exactly where it is on the course, but that was brutal. There were these tinier little hills, like little rolling hills right near the end. And it's, they're really not that big of a deal, but when you're running flat the whole day, mentally, it's a big change. But for the most part, the course is insanely flat. You run through LSU's campus, you run through a bunch of different neighborhoods, you run into downtown, super flat course, all pavement whole thing's pavement, and I got some good sun. Like, I got a little sunburn out there. Now, it was really beautiful, too. And, again, all these things matter, or at least matter to me, because when you're running a long distance like that, you need, again, these little checkpoints in your head to say, okay, this will help, this will help. Okay, I'm going to round the corner here and see this lagoon. I'm going to keep running, and up here I'm going to see an aid station. All these things really help. Running somewhere pretty scenic helps. So that was great. Now let's talk about aid stations. There are aid stations every few miles. I did not go to one of them. Did not stop at one of them. And there were porta potties everywhere too, which I know some runners care about. But yeah, no one had any problem hitting aid stations or porta potties whatsoever. These are things runners care about. Now, the. I can tell when COVID's over that marathon is going to be pumping with people in the city because there were a lot of people came out. And uh, honestly, personally, for me, it does not help me that much when someone's like, yo, keep going, go. No, I'm in my own brain here. But for other people, if you want that crowd support, you got it. Seriously, they'll be ripping it. Now, post-race, race is done, right? I had the most fire jambalaya ever incredible incredible jambalaya from this company called rice and roux and jambalaya is like sausage and rice but i'm telling you post-race snack it hit hitting like crazy it was amazing the end of the race is awesome because it's a straight shot which is great course design right it's a straight shot right through downtown and i can tell again post-covid that that aisle is going to be pumping it's going to be awesome that, that straight shot where you can just see the finish go. And again, for myself personally at this point, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to like pick it up and like go balls to the walls that final sprint. I like couldn't, and I got to work on this. I could not signal to my legs, yo, go faster. And so that's something I'm going to work on. Now that's a little bit about the course. You guys, if anyone sees this YouTube video who wants more information, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Big Bochi. I'm hoping that covers most stuff that you're looking for, whether really well managed, good vibes. Shouts out to my boy Patrick Fellows at Fresh Junkie. And uh, yeah, hope that helps. Now let's talk about my Strava recap. Lexi, we're going to pull up my Strava data, which I'm going to text you here. So my official time was 3.35.36. That was the Louisiana Marathon, so that's how they timed me. I think my Strava day was a little bit faster. Now, my goal was sub 3.40, and I'm thinking if I can figure out the cramps, why I was cramping, I think my next goal, if I'm going for time, which I have not committed to yet, would probably be in the 3.20 territory because I think I could easily be sub 3.30 if I can figure the cramps out. And I think ultimately on a running tip, my goal would be to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That'd be my goal. This is Boston podcast. The to these running dudes, the Boston Marathon's like the Super Bowl. And uh I think I gotta put on for the brand. I gotta go run the Boston, right? So that'd be the goal next. But I'm going to need a couple more long races to qualify. Now, I know Louisiana, the marathon, they had a bunch of Boston qualifiers. And so for people who don't understand that, the Boston Marathon, again, is like the Super Bowl. And then there are a bunch of races that are kind of like the playoffs. And you have to win a playoff game. So perform well, sub three-hour marathon usually for men. I think women's like 315 or 310. You have to perform well at these playoff games these qualifying races to then get a chance to go actually run in boston that's how it works and i know the louisiana marathon was a really good course for that because it was super flat if you're trying to qualify again course very easy anyway strava right recap so my half marathon was 144 one hour 44 minutes and 11 seconds which is a 757 pace that's, that was fast for me. That was one of my, that was like my second or third fastest half. And it was all like a high seven minute miles. I think there was like a 740 in there somewhere in low eights. And I was holding that. Like I was humming, dude. I was, I was plowing them down. Now my 30 K time, 30 K is like 18.64 miles. I was still holding around an eight minute pace. So I got a little bit slower, but not totally slower. And my real dip in performance was after that 18th mile. That's where I hit the inevitable wall where my performance dropped and I just got slower. I was still pretty consistent, but I just got slower. And so I I need to hold my form better after 18 on my next race. I got to figure it out. I got to figure out how to push the wall a little bit, how to perform better at 18, 19, 20. And it's easy to say when you're sitting down, but when you're out there, so much shit comes up. You got no clue what's going on now. Some solutions I've been talking about with my friend Mike, who's a pretty experienced marathon runner. He's going out for Boston this year, actually. He says maybe you should do some salt tabs, or and maybe that will help eliminate the early cramping. Maybe you weren't hydrated enough. So I really have to figure that out. That's the name of the game for me. 
For the final six miles, I sat anywhere from an eight minute and 10 second to an eight minute and 34 second mile. So again, real dip in performance by 10 to about 30 seconds, which adds up. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I can really improve. I ran in the Saucony Endorphin Pros, awesome shoes. And the next stop said Dirty 30, right, baby? We talked about that Dirty 30, right? I might not do the Dirty 30. Maybe I will. Who knows? Anyway. Post-race, right? Race ends. I was surprised I was up there, but I was kind of shooting for that sub-330. So I was surprised. I felt super pukey after because my stomach was sloshing around for that 26.2. And I didn't eat for like roughly an hour and a half after. I was like, oh, my God, I feel terrible. Super, super nauseous after. Now... Again, that jambalaya was hitting, hit the spot, perfect food, awesome. And my feet were just destroyed after. And I was pretty generally in a body bag for the next like three days. I ran, so the race was on Sunday. I had my first run back on Thursday. Yeah, so I took three days off. Um, But I was still hitting the bike just to like get a little bit of blood in my legs. But post-race, super pukey. Shouts out to my boy Vortex. He'll tell you about his race. Classic. Uh, <laughs> dude literally collapsed. It was hilarious. But he finished. It's tough. It is mental. It's tough. My boy finished. So what's next? Again, thinking about that D30. I'm also thinking about running Boston. And so that would just require a lot less cross-training and getting much faster with a lot of speed workouts. And my focus now, maybe my focus changes next week, who knows, but my focus now is getting this movie done and locking in all the way on the movie. Also, physique is a top priority. I'm trying to get hot as hell. So the crucifix started like a week ago. Again, follow that Bochy Bolt page so you know. Now, is that it? Is that it, is it? Dirty Diana. Oh, yeah, that that is it. Whoa. Bang that out, huh? Whoa. Anyway, listen, I got those GDP fit kimonos. If you've been following along with GDP recently and following along with my my running and some of my endurance training, dude, I made these shirts for myself, and they are awesome. They're dope, super sweat-wicking, perfect to work out in. Snag one, for sure. Just hit me. I'm going to get them up on the website pretty soon, too. Now, with that being said, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you're looking at the Louisiana Marathon and considering it and you want to run one, totally recommend it. The race itself was awesome. Race itself was incredible. We went to New Orleans the day before too. But the race itself was awesome. And uh, just really well managed. A lot of hard work. Got that one done. Bang in a bag, baby. And I hope I provide you guys a little bit of value today. All love. And you guys know the deal. If you got any sort of value from this, man, just share this with a friend. Please. That, that, you know, I I stole that from someone, right? I did. I stole that from this guy named Andy Frisella, who has this podcast called, it was called the MFCO podcast. And he would always say on his podcast, and it worked because I would share it with my friends all the time. He said, 
if you get any sort of business advice from this podcast, share it with a friend. And it worked. This podcast grew like crazy. And so I'm talking directly to you listening. I know pretty much who listens to this consistently. You guys, don't be selfish. Share this with a friend, man. All love. And, and uh, I honestly don't know if it really even helps that much, but subscribe and like and leave a review. All love. I'll talk to you guys soon. Keep hustling. Peace.